0: What did you miss over the weekend? We are going to tell you a lot of stuff. You probably saw a lot of it, but you might have missed some as well. We're here to catch you up. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today. We got the Bumgarner news. We got the Greg Bird news. We got the Scott Kingery news. We got a lot of stuff going on. I feel, guys, like it was sort of uh injury-free preseason for a long time, but now it's coming in waves, I guess, huh? How how is everybody (laughs) today? What's that?
1: Waves, not windows.
0: Waves, yeah, not it was windows. Just,
1: it was just a dumb inside Scott Heads joke. So Come on, Scott. Not a, good way start, not a good way <laughs> to start the podcast. And what was the question you asked us?
0: Uh, well, I asked you two questions, which was bad <laughs> hosting on my part. It was about the injuries, but it was also how are you, how was your weekend, whatever the hell was oh, that's yeah. That's
2: just a bad question to start a podcast always. Agreed. Rock chalk. My weekend was wonderful.
0: Ah, yes. Congratulations. Great game yesterday. Great game um uh, Kansas with the win over Duke in overtime and that means we are going to have our final contested in the for the people league, but uh because we will decide you know, pick from the leaders in the contest. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking now. What's the most important thing that happened over the weekend that people might not know about, but we are on top of because we cover fantasy baseball Scott White.
1: Dominic Leon is the cub as the Cardinals closer because Luke Gregerson looked like he was making progress from that oblique injury that sidelined him early and then whoops, hamstring injury. So he will begin the season on the 15-day DL, or sorry, the 10-day DL. Uh, maybe it'll sideline for 15 days, I don't know. But I think the something to keep in mind here is that I wasn't confident Luke Gregerson was the Cardinals' best closing option anyway. He was certainly the most experienced. I think Dominic Leone, based on what he showed last year, uh, with a great cut fastball, is a better pitcher. And he could just keep this job the rest of the season So definitely a priority pickup in league where saves are scarce
0: Okay Now, Leon, 256 ERA last year With Toronto uh, 23 walks, 81 strikeouts In 70 and a 30, he had a great year And, you know, he's had two Really good years And Two shortened seasons that weren't very good, so he's a reliever, I
1: guess. Is the bad we ones were in between. Yes, and yes. I and I think he made progress with one that specific pitch last year that allowed him to turn the corner. That's
3: okay. that's
1: my optimism for him, and he's had a great spring.
0: Would you say that Gregerson is still worth drafting and putting on your DL?
1: Yeah, if yeah. You I have, mean, a, if you DL have a free for a DL you. spot. Yeah, why not? I mean, they they could go back to him. It's 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 one of those things. Like I can't. Like It seems like a coin flip, what they do to me after this uh, DL stint's over.
0: Okay, so with that said, um, it's tough right now because guys aren't officially on the DL yet. So if you have a league, you can't Mm -hmm. put players on the DL. It's kind of tough. As a commissioner, I will say to people, my my league members, I will say, if you have someone that we know is going to start the season on the DL, like an Adam Wainwright or something, I will happily put him on the DL for you. So you could be that kind of commissioner. That Adam Azer type of commissioner and be nice and do that. Of course No have, chance Scott White is I, doing I, that. No, you no, no chance.
3: I've been doing that you in shouldn't, certain leagues. You shouldn't draft Adam Wayne right though.
0: You shouldn't draft that. It was the first guy who came to my head. Okay. Heath, <laughs> the most important thing that happened over the weekend that people might not know about, but we are on top of because we cover fantasy baseball.
2: The Milwaukee Brewers made headlines over the offseason signing bad old pitcher after bad old pitcher. Okay. That wasn't how they made headlines. But anyway. I was really worried those guys were going to end up in the rotation. Thankfully, it does not look like they are. Brandon Woodruff, Brent Suter, both make the Brewers rotation. I'm i more excited about Woodruff, but either of them could be a back-end-of-the-rotation type option, and Woodruff could work his way up to more.
0: Okay, Brandon Woodruff, very nice. Milwaukee rotation, and Suter as well. Uh Chris Towers, the most important thing that happened over the weekend, and people might not know about we're going to talk is Cover fantasy baseball. What is it, Chris?
3: Greg Bird probably will not be batting third for the Yankees on Opening Day. Shocking. Well, no more. He today. has uh, that foot, despite having surgery last year. We know it ruined the start of the season for him. We think that's why he was bad pretty much all year. It's back until he got back. He was bad until he got back. Right, that's what I said. He yeah. was bad. Okay. most Sorry. of the year. Sorry.
0: Yeah, he was bad, Perfect. and then he went. Then he had an extended absence. He had, I think, a shoulder injury his first year up. So, you know, it's, it's, this sucks. I drafted two players in our, uh, the, the untimed draft that I keep mentioning. I drafted two players on Saturday, the only two picks I made all weekend. Who went very slowly over the weekend. Uh, one was Greg Bird, and the other was Danny Duffy. So it was a terrific weekend for, <laughs> for me. No, Danny way. Duffy's fine. He says he's completely he's and totally amazing at pitching on opening day. Okay, well that, that is good. That was a bit of a sigh of relief. But, um, after returning from injury, Greg Bird in 29 games hit 253 with 8 home runs, 9 walks, 20 Ks, 575 slugging. So, we're optimistic. I you know, I was a guy I loved, but now it's um look, we'll know more tomorrow. I guess we can continue this conversation, but if you were drafting right now, when would you draft Greg Bird? Late
2: round flyer. Yeah, I'm That's not fair. drafting him in a standard points league draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I still would you stash him on your DL, right? Whatever. Big deal.
1: It's not like he's a proven commodity. This isn't like it's proven. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, proven that he can't stay healthy. He has
0: proven that. It is it is annoying. Um, okay, and what was the most important thing that? Ha- oh, I saw game night. It was funny.
3: That looks good. It was good. There's was, a lot of people I like in it. Worth seeing. It was Winston. Yeah, Winston's in it. Winston's in it. Yeah. Winston. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good
1: to see that guy
3: too. No, I want to see that movie. Yeah. The other what's thing his, I what's his saw. What's his real name? Oh, Lam- Lamorne Morris. Okay.
1: I
0: knew Heath. Chris would know that. Uh Oops. the other thing I saw that Scott would love would be the uh the lead singer of Panic at the Disco singing the DuckTales theme song on Jimmy Fallon. It was awesome. Scott google it.
1: The DuckTales theme song is awesome. So.
0: Yeah, that is great. Okay, so baseball, yeah. baseball stuff. So uh if you look on NFBC on that their average draft position as Chris pointed out to me a couple weeks ago, you can do a date range. So from over the weekend here is where the injured players went. I did not include Greg Bird, cause I, you know, from Friday and, and on, the injury happened on Saturday, or it was reported on Saturday, so I didn't include him. But, Bumgarner, who's out about two months with a broken finger, went 70, is going 79th overall, in between Dallas Keuchel and Luis Castillo. Daniel Murphy, 113th overall, that's round 10 in a 12 team league. Justin Turner, a few rounds later, 151st overall. That is, I believe, round 13 in a 12-team league. And Jeff Samarja, who might only miss a few weeks, 190th overall now. So what do you think? Bumgarner, 79th. Daniel Murphy, 113th. Justin Turner, 151. Jeff Samarja, 190th overall.
2: I was in a draft over the weekend, and there were a couple of people that didn't show up for the draft, and so they were auto-drafted and one of them took Madison Bumgarner far earlier than he should have. <laughs> and I think that is influencing Madison Bumgarner's ADP. I would not take him 79th overall. Yeah, we haven't podcasted since the Bumgarner injury, right? Correct. That's still that's still
1: new to the people who only yeah, get I, their fantasy baseball information from this podcast.
3: I think that's probably too early for Madison Bumgarner. I wrote the immediate reaction on Friday night after the the news came out, and my initial reaction was to put him in the – Alex Wood, Rich Hill range. uh, So around 30th at starting pitcher. Yeah, that's where I have him. And because uh, I think that's a good mixture of the upside of Madison Bumgarner with the known downside of the fact that he's probably going to miss at least two months, maybe more. I was looking, Ryan Vogel's song, I think missed 11 weeks with a uh I think it was the same bone that he broke for the Giants. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a chance that this is, you know, he's not back until June.
1: He's supposed to get the pins out after four to six weeks and then obviously have to build himself back up to pitch again. Um I would just point out with the Vogel Song comparison, like Vogel Song isn't Bumgarner for a couple reasons. One, the Giants probably weren't like they could afford to be more careful with Vocal Song than they could Bumgarner. Like they're gonna want him back, and and two, Bumgarner's mentality himself. Like he has just proven to be the most
3: um, right. But that's not necessarily of pitchers. But that's not necessarily a good thing.
2: Well, he could come back too soon and not be good at the beginning. That's right. It's, awesome. it's not has, a shoulder. Has he ever come it's back? It's
3: not a shoulder injury. It's not an elbow injury. Has he ever come back too soon before? Like I, I just,
1: I don't know. I feel like we're dealing with. This is about the point I would take him. I think. Where was it? Seventy ninth overall. Yeah. And I think that's true for all of these players. I would probably take Justin Turner a little earlier than 151st. Um, but if I don't have to, obviously I won't, you know? So, uh,
0: Bumgarner or Castillo? He's going just ahead of Luis Castillo.
2: I would take Castillo. Oh, I would definitely wow. take Castillo. And that's what, like the thing about Bumgarner, I might take him there in a 10 team head to head categories league. That's fine.
3: Cause he could be there at the most important part of the season.
2: Exactly. Um, but the reason I'm taking him there is because I don't feel like the other options have as much upside. Luis Castillo has worlds and worlds of upside and he's going to be ready on opening day. So like Castillo is an easier one for me. The guys that I struggle with are guys like Kyle Hendricks. Okay. We actually have Heath and I Bumgarner, in the exact same spot 34th. Now, not all the
1: players ahead and all the players behind are exactly the same, of course, but we both do have Luis Castillo ahead.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I said it fair enough. Um, <laughs> Jeff Samarja 190th overall. That's pretty good value. Uh, yeah. So, oh,
3: that's that's great value. Yeah, he's gonna be reevaluated in three to four weeks, right? Yeah. So he might he might only miss four weeks of the season. He right. might start throwing in three weeks or two weeks.
0: Okay. And again, Daniel Murphy, 113th overall. Justin Turner, 151st overall. I I think they're both. They all seem fine. Late. Yeah, or, or fine, whatever. But it's
1: Resilient. not early. That's the word I was looking for. I had to go with elastic. I was trying to think of the right word for bum <laughs> guard. You have to be really elastic as a pitcher to throw as hard as these guys. I do. thought elastic would get the message across. You know, it springs back, right? It snaps back. Yeah. And,
0: and what it you, made sense. What did you want to say instead of elastic?
1: Resilient. Resilient. Yes. One of those SAT words.
0: Right. Um, coming to okay. Well, listen. Baseball a few days away. I am ready for daily fantasy baseball. DraftKings fantasy baseball. Cannot wait to get this season started. Now, if you listen to the Sportsline DFS podcast, you'll know that we play NBA DFS every day on DraftKings. And now we're ready to get baseball going on DraftKings. Use the promo code FBT to get a free entry into a big contest that I'm going to tell you about. Promo code is FBT on DraftKings. And DraftKings is great, man. You get a salary cap. Every player has a value. And your job is to make the best lineup while staying within your budget. I like DraftKings because you know every player is available to you, and you get to test your skills against other fantasy baseball players and see, see what you're made of. And you can win some money. So listen, if you love baseball, if you love fantasy, if you love winning huge cash, which we all do, you're going to love DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app. Use our code FBT. Play for free with your first deposit in the daily $10,000 contest. That's a great deal. The code is FBT to play for free. It's only at DraftKings.com or the app DraftKings.com. The minimum is a $5 deposit, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Codes FBT. All right, another piece of news here. Feels uh feels like the season has started, you know. We're not really doing draft prep quite as much. We're talking news, injuries, and assignments and all that stuff. Email of the day is from Ross Fantasy Baseball at cbsi.com. By the way, today we're going to do ADP review, risers and fallers from over the weekend. Uh with Tyler Glass now being named to the Pirates bullpen, what are the chances he gets RP eligibility and becomes the best sparp this year? PS is it 10 appearances in the bullpen to be RP eligible?
3: It is 10 appearances, right, Scott? It is 10 appearances, yes. I would hope that he does not stay in the bullpen long enough to get RP eligible, but if he does, I yeah, I guess there's a chance that he becomes a SPARP. Um, the problem is, given the way a starter who they presumably still want to have available as a starter at some point will likely be used in the bullpen, it's going to take him a while to get 10 appearances. I think it might take to the end of May. Yeah, to get 10 appearances. And at that
2: point, then you're looking at several other guys that we're pretty excited about as possible sparps that could be in the rotation at the yeah. same time. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite as excited as about the possibility. I would prefer that he just not become a sparp and become a starting pitcher again soon.
0: It, well, is Tyler Glass now still worth drafting? We were touting him as a really good late round pick. He didn't make the rotation out of spring training. Doesn't mean he won't get I in mean,
1: there. He, bench he spots. would probably be among my top 15 stashes like it it would be hard to justify i think in a head-to-head league because the rosters are so small and and you know the, the waiver wire options are so attractive but you get into a league where close to 300 players are rostered yeah i mean first of all i think he could be really effective out of the bullpen he could become this josh Hader type reliever um and then obviously there's a chance down the line that that's what a lot, that's that's what gets it to click finally for him. He moves into the rotation and he's dominant.
3: All right. And I'm still very encouraged by the spring training yet. I know the ERA is not pretty, but like half of the runs came in one appearance. He had 25 strikeouts, five walks, and 74 batters faced. If he has average control, I think he's a star.
1: It, something, and I know we get off on these tangents, but this was really interesting to me about Glass. Now, something I read over the weekend. He's always had a lot of natural cut on his 98 miles per hour, 98 mile per hour fastball. And he had been trying to eliminate that cut for the sake of throwing strikes better. Uh, you get 98 miles per hour moving side to side. Like this one is capable of that's going to be unhittable.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty like, good.
1: Cause Ray Sear just, I, I didn't quite finish the point, but Ray Sear just talked him into not getting rid of the cut anymore. Okay. stop trying to, to uh, eliminate that.
0: All right, guys, we got a lot of news to get to before we talk about ADP. Hoping to have some fun segments later in the show. If not, we'll save them for tomorrow. I have a Jonah Carey interview lined up for Wednesday's show, so look forward to that. Jonah talked to David Ortiz on his podcast last week, so download the Jonah Carey podcast. It is outstanding. Uh, all right, news and notes. So we talked about Bird. We talked about Duffy. We talked about Samarja and Bumgarner. How about Scott Kingery? We've talked about him a lot in recent weeks. Get into it. Yeah, six-year deal. Now, if you don't play in fab leagues, what does that mean? Free agent acquisition budget. And that means you are given a budget, and anytime you want to pick up a player, you have to use it unless you make a $0 bid. But you have to bid on players every night or however often you want to run it. And whoever has the highest bid on the player is rewarded. Uh, I put in a $4 bid on Scott Kingery, knowing I wasn't going to get Scott Kingery in our Roto League. Scott White now has Scott Kingery for $17, 17% of his budget. All uh, right. Interesting, Scott. So, yeah, what do you expect here? They gave him a six-year deal. Did that motivate you? Did that tell you that they want Kingery up sooner rather than later, and we need to own him uh in oh, Roto League?
1: That was the reason why they did it. They didn't want to have to do what the Braves are doing with the Cunha send him down for a couple of weeks just for the sake of earning an extra year of team control. They had to just, they had no choice.
2: Well, yeah, it's, we it's, don't, don't, don't go down this path. <laughs> Let's talk about Scott Kingery. <laughs> Thank you. Ian. Um, yeah. So they offer him a long term deal
1: beyond even what the arbitration years would be. And they don't have to worry about that service time game anymore. So he's going to be up, he's going to be playing six different positions. He's going to, he's going to have kind of the Marwan Gonzalez role, except for the Phillies. Um, they're, they're going to mix him in as often as they can. I would guess it's like five games a week he plays between those six positions and um, could be really good. He's been one of the most buzzed-about players this spring among the scouting community and among journalists and just um 2020 guy in the minors last year, obviously had a breakout season there. People seem really excited about him. And obviously this is a huge vote of confidence from the Phillies. This is the, only the second time... Any player signed a deal like this before even debuting? And it didn't work out great last time. It didn't, but to be fair, the Astros tried George Springer before settling for doing it with Jonathan
3: Singleton, and, and George Springer turned it down.
0: That's right, Jonathan Singleton. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: I think Heath and I are both less excited about Kingery than Scott is. Um, So we got a question yesterday on Twitter. Asking whether we'd rather have Scott Kingery or yoan Mankata. I would hope all of us uh believe it's Yohan Mankata because that is the correct answer. I hedged. I have him right. I, I ended up moving Scott Kingery right behind Mankata. So. I I respect your opinion. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like Yoan Mankata, I think we've overstated the extent to which Yohan Mankata struggled in the majors last year. Like, he was a major league average player as a hitter. Like, the batting average was bad for fantasy, but. He had an average OPS for a major league hitter in mm. the majors. Scott Kingery is entering his fourth professional season. He's had one half-season stretch with an OPS over 800 at Double-A Reading, which is one of the more favorable offensive environments in the minors.
2: I, my thing with Kingery is, and it's probably a little bit of a uh, personal flaw in just how much I like Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco uh and their other options, they already had an outfield rotation with too many guys in the outfield. I think he probably will play four or five days a week early on. Then you don't think he's going to be good enough I to don't, stick with that? I, I don't know that he's going to be good enough. I know in a roto league he might steal enough bases to where he gives you fantasy value regardless. Yeah. He it is, could does be Bradley
3: not, Zimmer. That, doesn't that, I mean, that's a, the
1: thing. Like he's He looks like a base stealer, which everybody needs. He's going to be quadruple eligible
2: sooner than later well, I, with I one don't of those positions being shortstop. So, I don't know if it's sooner rather than later. I think it will depend on who is struggling the most. He could end up playing third base three times a week and second base once a week. Yeah, in a standard points league, I think there is a very good chance you drop Scott Kingery before he's startable. Yeah, I didn't add him in any points yeah. leagues. I I would definitely draft him. Um, I don't know that I would. He's right on the cusp of being drafted, and in Roto, I have him right around 200. Um,
1: and I know that sounded weird. Like my point was having already. Like I feel like my head-to-head options, you know, are. Too good for me to drop Kingery, There's but I suspect if hard. I was if if we were drafting over again today, that wouldn't be the case. Um, and we'll your, see tonight. We'll see tonight when we do the podcast. When you, league. When well, you say so, head to
0: head, it means points. But yeah, yeah, Scott picked up. Scott picked him up in a league. Oh, and you picked up Dominic Leone. You have already used twenty seven Fab dollars, Scott. Wow, mm. Uh aggressive.
1: Uh, Zero dollar bids, and it's daily. It waivers processes daily rather than weekly, so I don't. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of reason like, to stash money when there's guys you want. You move Kingery ahead of Cesar Hernandez. Yes, well ahead. Yeah, I think he's going I think he's going to hit more home runs. I think he's going to steal more
3: bases. Where are you guys drafting Bradley Zimmer? I'm the high guy on him. Comparable so. uh prospect pedigree. Actually, technically last time they were he was ranked, he was a higher ranked prospect than Scott Kingery is currently. Uh similar playing time concerns or beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like he's not going to play every single day Here's the thing thing. If he hits I think he will
1: Scott Kingery looks like a very exciting player With a lot of rare Skills in today's economy Who People are very excited about To get that player With that upside With those specialized skills I feel like this is probably Where you're going to have to draft him And it's fine if you don't want him you rank him lower and just expect not to get him. That's fine. I want to take a shot on Scott Kingery. So that's why I'm ranking him how I do. Maybe it won't will work out, but I don't think I lose much if it
2: doesn't work out. I'm going to defend Bradley Zimmer just a little bit for a second because he was more of a 40-steal guy in the minor leagues, whereas Kingery's a, what, 25, 30-steal 20, guy? I think 34 last year. Did he still 34 last year. Before that, he'd never stolen Last
3: year was range. the breakout, and it was mostly a double-A. All right, we got to move on. He had like a 780 OPS. We got to move on. Adam
0: Wainwright's on the DL with a hamstring injury. Captain Jack Flaherty will begin the season in the St. Louis rotation.
3: I'm excited about Jack Flaherty. Uh,
0: Apparently, you took him earlier than I thought. In the I took him right after Scott
3: Kingery. If we're gonna if we're gonna overreact (laughs) to weekend news, it's not
0: even close because we don't know that Flaherty's long for the rotation.
2: We don't know
3: that Scott Kingery is
2: going to play more than three or
3: four times a day a week. But (sighs) but how bad was Flaherty last year? I mean. I, it was very, it he, was he very, wasn't, he wasn't great. He had a bad ERA. Very brief, uh, very But brief. he's a, he's a good prospect who scouts have said has added velocity, uh, over the last couple of years, I. including this season in spring mm-hmm. training. You took him ahead His of Slider, slider last year.
0: You took him ahead of Steven Matz. I think you took him ahead of oh, Matt definitely Harvey. Oh,
3: I did. Is Harvey yeah. still on the board? <laughs> Those guys haven't been great in the spring either. Yeah, but they have jobs. Who, took who him ahead of Sean Mania. They've, had, they've had very good springs. Matt's has had like three good starts. Um, I think I mean, it was four. But That's Jack Flaherty well. has had, the, the other thing is his slider based on what he did last year, even with the bad overall results, I think he had a 29% swing strike weight rate with his slider. Um, I think there's, a lot of upside. And he there's
1: is, definitely a lot of upside for Flaherty. He he introduced a two seamer to his arsenal this spring and his strikeouts just took off.
2: He so. made twenty five starts last year in the minor leagues and had a two one eighty RA and struck out a batter printing. So there's there's plenty of reason for up it,
1: it may be a short term stay,
2: but and like, he's replacing
1: Adam Wainwright, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. not Adam Wainwright, there's Michael Walker who can't stay healthy and they've been flirting with moving him to the bullpen for a few years. And there's um Oh, who's the other bum in their rotation? They got another bum in their rotation. I can't think of him right now.
0: Uh, how are we not thinking about that? Wait, oh, Miles, Michael. Miles, Miles Michaelis, Michaelis,
1: potential yeah. bum, I should say. He could be good, but he could be bad.
3: They they're Unproving not so invested in, the, in him that they can't move right, him to the rotation. Right, exactly. Okay, here we go. Arizona
0: sent Yasmani Tomas to the minors. Chris Sale got hit by a comebacker. expects to be ready for opening day. Brian Johnson is going to start the season in the Red Sox rotation as Drew Pomerantz and Eduardo Rodriguez are both on the DL, and Stephen Wright is suspended. Does anybody have interest in Brian Johnson?
1: Not outside of AL only.
0: Okay. Jake Arietta will make his first start on April 8th. Miguel Sano will not be suspended. That is actually enormous news. Should have probably put that earlier in the show. I apologize. But can he can you justify Miguel Sano uh, a top 100 pick on Sano now?
2: Just barely. I, Miguel Sano has been on my breakouts column. He's been on my bust column. Now I've removed him from the bust column, so I've got made another, your flag. another turn on Miguel Sano. No matter what, I can share a link in June saying I was right about Miguel Sano. You he's took been him out of your bust column, man. Not just um, the suspension news either. I was worried. He showed up to spring training not in very good shape, and he's really had a hard time being healthy, but he has just crushed the baseball
3: in spring training. And not striking out much. That's the bigger thing for me. Yeah.
0: All right. Sano is a riser and will not be facing a suspension. Lewis Brinson will be on Miami's opening day roster. Could lead off. Nelson Lamette is out until May with elbow uh, inflammation. Yeah. Uh Paul Goldschmidt got hit by a pitch in the helmet. Thankfully, he is fine. Robbie Ray had no walks and 12 strikeouts against minor league players, but that's Robbie Ray. Yuli Gurriel may not need a DL stint. He is suspended for the first five games of the season, but that's good news. He's recovering quickly.
2: He hurt his hand. Chris hates him.
0: He does, yes. yes. Um, David Dahl was sent to AAA. Well, when, when would you guess David Dahl is up?
1: I would guess David Dahl is up within the first two months. And I'll even say within the first six weeks,
2: Ryan McMahon or David Dahl.
1: Also, first. they're they're both among those top fifteen players I would be stashing with Tyler Glass. Now, Uh I would stash. uh I, I I mean, there's more there's more chances for Dahl to break in as an outfielder than well, you know what? Ryan McMahon can play anywhere
2: but shortstop on the infield. But I'll I'll still say Dahl. So Stop
1: McMahon's that. got sent to AAA too?
3: Not yet. Oh, okay. He is, he is still, uh, not been sent to AAA yet. My thing with David Dahl is just how many players have to fail for him to get a chance. Is it just one? Because if it's just one, then I, I agree. Well, it depends if McMahon or Dahl's up first. One because, or two. Yeah, because <laughs> if it, well, because if it's just like Carlos Gomez getting hurt or Carlos Gomez not hitting again. Carlos Gonzalez God, you Carlos love Gonzalez, Carlos, right? Carlos Gomez. Carlos uh,
1: Gomez on the brain.
3: Or, like, if, but if Carlos Gonzalez fails and uh-huh. Ronald Tapia slides in at right field.
1: Oh. I mean, Tapia can't be ahead of Dahl in the pecking order, especially the he's, way Dahl's closed out spring training. He's been awesome. He's
2: in the majors, though. Tapia hasn't been sent down yet either, right? Yeah, but he's not, like... I'm just... I'm reading a uh, Rocky's blog talking about how they're considering giving Parra more time to recover from his injury. Mm-hmm. And Tapia could be an option to fill his role. Okay. I mean... Maybe.
1: My, my perception of Tapia is he has a career as a fourth outfielder. I don't, I don't think he is the upside. Well, that's the, that's, top that's, the, that's prospect, the top 100. That's the Tapia of his upside.
0: Alright, let's go, let's go. I think Moving that's on. That's the top of his upside. Yeah. Moving on. Baltimore outfielder Austin Hayes was sent to double A. Boston signed Christian Vasquez to a three year, $13.55 million deal. But with Austin Hayes, Scott, he's also going to be a guy you're stashing?
1: He's also among the 15s to stash,
0: yes. Alright. Um Jason Vargas for the Mets expected to start the year on the DL, but he might only miss one start. And then as far as Greg Bird's injury goes.
2: More on Greg Bird, please. Uh <laughs> That's what we really need is, can we just do a little more on Greg Bird?
0: Could this get Andahar up? Because there's some talk about Neil Walker maybe playing some first base. Yeah, you can
3: slide Neil Walker to first. Andahar, I guess, is ahead of Gleyber Torres in the pecking order right now. Um Drury's got a little bit of an elbow thing going on.
0: Yeah. That is also true. Mm. Uh, is is, is Andahar worth drafting, do you think? In like a in a deep league?
3: I don't think so, just because I you look at the Minor League numbers and like he doesn't have standout power ability that he's shown in games. He doesn't steal a lot of bases, and so it's he's one of those guys who like you look at him and he's a good prospect, but it's hard to see where exactly he becomes a standout fantasy player to the point where it's worth stashing if he doesn't have a job. And do we have any closer news? I mean, we do. Dominic Leone
0: is going to start the year as the Cardinals closer, as Scott mentioned earlier. Brad Brock is going to split save chances with Darren O'Day and Michael Givens, according to the Baltimore Sun. And this is what Mike Sosha said about the ninth inning. We have a number of guys we think are going to be able to pitch in the ninth inning if we have a lead, but let's wait and see how the game plays out. So my first question, is Dominic Leone now ahead of Brad Brock and anyone in the Angels' bullpen?
1: Yes, for me, yes. Um, I hesitate because, and one you missed was the White Sox. The White Sox are saying they're going to go with a split closer too between between Nate Jones and Joaquin Soria.
2: And we've not named anyone in Arizona still, right?
1: Right. Um, my feeling is it's not going to be a split roll for long eventually a manager is is going to get a comfort level with one of these guys and keep going back to them and my prediction is it's going to be Brock for the orioles i'm actually kind of thinking it's going to be nate jones for the white Sox, but i say that with less confidence so it's it's between among all the relievers we were just talking about it's between leon and brock for me who i take first
3: that's the thing it's never actually a split for that long it's, it's a week and then one guy blows a save and then the other guy gets it
2: in our league that has no clock that adam keeps referencing I still have one closer spot left, and a lot of those guys are available. And I think my take on all those situations is I'm probably just going to take the one that gets drafted last.
0: Okay, because I am going to take Dominic Leone in three picks if he's still available.
2: I believe you are picking right before or right after me? Before you.
0: So you're going to eliminate him.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Well, I probably will eliminate anyone that's taken in the next couple of rounds.
0: I was very surprised by the Baltimore thing, though. I just figured Brad Brock would get in. And and he's the favorite for us, right? I mean, we just said it. We think Brock will be the guy. Yeah. Uh, I think SeatGeek will be the way I get to the game. Opening day is a few days away. You want to go? You better use SeatGeek to get there. So do what I do, everybody. Download the SeatGeek app, find the best deals, save 20 bucks with our promo code FANTASY. SeatGeek is awesome. No more searching multiple sites to find tickets to the games, concerts, comedy, theater, whatever it is. SeatGeek does that work for you and grades every ticket based on value to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. Now, you search for an event, The results come up, and then you can clearly see they have a color-coded map, and that represent. You can see which tickets represent the best value. There, you click on the tickets, use the promo code Fantasy, you get 20 bucks back, and you're going to the game or the concert or wherever you're going. Every purchase on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed. You can shop with confidence. I have made SeatGeek my go-to app for basically every event I go to. Please do the same. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code Fantasy for 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's promo code Fantasy on SeatGeek. You can also go to SeatGeek.com. And without any further ado, here is your ADP review. Okay, risers and fallers based on CBSSports.com ADP. Some of it is a little puzzling. I'm thinking it must be a projection thing, but you'll have to tell me. Like this one. Gio Gonzalez is up 18 spots in ADP, 78th overall in points, 136th overall in Roto, Gio is the 24th starting pitcher off the board in Points League, 39th in Roto. So I'm thinking that might be just a, a sports line, which does our projections, maybe really likes Gio Gonzalez. Is that how you guys are interpreting this?
1: I seem to recall seeing a sports line article labeling him a sleeper, yes. So I that would make sense, that uh, that that's what's driving that ADP.
0: Yeah, because that's... There are different ways if you draft on CBS Sports. By the way, if you want to play, cbsports.com slash FBT, sign up for a league. If you draft on CBS Sports, you can sort the rankings by Scott's rankings, Heath's rankings, or it's going to say projections, and that would be the sports line projections. So it's good to get, a, get three different perspectives there, but Geo might just be higher in the projections. All right, so more importantly, Starling Marte. He is now up 16 spots, but still 79th in points, Starling Marte. 48th overall in Roto. This is a guy that Heath has in his top 20 in Roto, by the way. And he is the number 18 outfielder off the board in points leagues, number 14 in Roto. Uh, yeah, Heath, you want to – Starling Marte, 79th in points, 48th in Roto.
2: Yeah, I think um, you just have to look at what Starling Marte has done when he was healthy and when he wasn't suspended. And it's not hard to see that, like, 48th is – I feel like closer to his floor than his ceiling. He is a guy that could steal forty bases. He could hit close to three hundred. He's got a, not really going to give you much in terms of pop, but he's in the middle of an order that doesn't look quite as bit, bad as it did right after all they traded away all their talent.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting with Marte because he's going forty sixth uh, over the weekend in NFBC drafts, and that's Roto. I just don't get it. I mean, that does feel very low. Um, it is low. Yeah, and it's too low. Yeah. I like it, but if you think like, you I can think, get him, I in the think people round, are probably great.
3: knocking him for the steroid suspension and the fact that he wasn't that good last year. But like, do we really need to do this again after D Gordon last year? Well, and even
2: with him not being very good last year, if you just like, he played 77 games. Mm-hmm. If you just double that, he steals 42 bases. He's a 275 hitter and he's worth that price, right? Yeah. And scores 96 runs.
0: All right. Marte is a riser, but not rising high enough. And in points leagues, 2015 was his only full season, Marte, and in that season he was the 15th best outfielder in points, 10th in Roto. So while his plate discipline isn't great, he doesn't walk. He's not as good in points leagues. He's still a value at 79th overall, in my opinion. Absolutely, Uh, yeah,
1: value in both. Uh, I'd I'd probably move him up. I'd probably move him up about 10-15 spots in both.
0: Trevor Bauer is up 21 spots. He is now the 28th starting pitcher off the board in points leagues. He's 85th overall. And when I say these guys are rising, I am talking about their points leagues value. But I will give you both points in Roto. Bauer is going 85th in points, 126. So that's round 11 in Roto. Last 12 appearances, he had a two fifty seven ERA. He had a ton of strikeouts. Pitched great. Uh, but 85th overall. Is that too high for Bauer?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's higher than I have been. Um But I've started to come around and see why some people are so excited about Bauer. Uh, he's just – he's been striking out everybody inside the spring. And the strikeout rate was through the roof last year, too. He gave up a lot of hits along with it, so the whip was high. But he was he was clearly a different pitcher after uh, –
3: Worked on, From I think, developing a slider this offseason. Well, worked on both a change-up and a slider. I think he's sticking with the chain, the slider. And, you know, we'll see if that that can make him into the guy that he's always seemed like he could be and the guy that he looked like in the second half last season.
2: I just don't know that I see a, really a, much of a difference between him and Mike Clevenger.
3: Oh, I know. Yeah, no. I mean, Clevenger, Clevenger was better
1: than Bauer last year, so I'm I'm with you on that point.
3: Um, I think it's a question of whether you think Trevor Bauer can take another step, and I think a lot of people do. Trevor Bauer is a really he, he's had a lot of hype in his career. He hasn't lived up to it for the most part, but the second half last season, he was good in the postseason too, right? Yep. I, I think that's probably it's just projecting forward. I don't necessarily buy it, especially not at that price, but at his consensus ADP, which is 132. Yeah, I think he's a fine value there. Yeah, me too. Although I haven't drafted him yet. Bauer we're talking about still? Trevor Bauer. Okay, yeah. So with that two fifty
0: seven ERA for Bauer in his last 12 appearances, he had a three twenty four BABIP. That's pretty interesting. It's not like he was getting lucky or anything. Um Okay, Didi Gregorius is up 10 spots. He is now 90th overall in points. He is 105th overall in Roto. That seems pretty reasonable where we've seen Didi go, but in points leagues in on our site, uh he is going ahead of Elvis Andrews. And I'll also point Ew. out that over the weekend, Didi Gregorius on NFBC, hundred and twenty fourth, so there is a bit of a, a range there. But I know Scott, you hate that. You still think even though Andrews is a speed guy, he's still better than Didi in points, you think?
1: Yeah. I mean he's was by far last year. I mean he was better than you know, Corey Seeger and in, in points last year, but you know, obviously there's does he hit twenty homers again? I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I don't know if he does. I think in this environment, uh, he may like he started elevating the ball more last year, mm-hmm. and and those two combined led to him showing power like we've never seen before. I don't, you know, if the baseball is exactly the same as last year and he continues with that approach, I don't see why he and couldn't. I'm putting him more around 15,
3: 16. I, I but, do want to point out, uh, <laughs> the baseball does appear to be exactly the same. Uh, the rate of home runs per contact that's not the right way to say that but the home run rate has continued to increase this spring uh there's no reason to believe that the baseballs have changed i know we've had some discussions about that this offseason all available evidence points to the baseballs being the same so don't expect power to go down
0: yeah and i i thought they would change I'm um, i'm off that now i i didn't i drafted as if they wouldn't i originally i thought they would but since we hadn't heard anything
3: about it and i figured yeah. we would yeah. i just figured all right i guess they didn't change it I- they don't oh, care clear, they're never going to announce it well they're i thought the, i thought say, the players they admitted they were yeah never they're never going, going to because, say we're going to change no. the baseballs because they never said the baseballs i thought changed. the player that has always been i thought the players were going
0: to say something yeah. i thought that the that we would get something we haven't i haven't heard a peep about it so i guess i i drafted well, based someone's on to the a
3: blister, and they'll bl- blame it on that at some point
0: they should all right matt carpenter <laughs> is up Matt Carpenter's up 16 spots in points leagues, but still 113th overall. Are you guys willing to take him earlier than that in points leagues, Matt Carpenter? Oh, definitely.
1: That points league is, that points league, um, ADP is outrageous for a guy who walks 90 times a year, 80 times a year. Um, and then, you know, you add the fact he should be rising because he's healthy again. There's the hope of him playing multiple yeah, positions. He could be triple again. eligible pretty soon. There's that, um, approach change he's talked about which you could view as positively or negatively but I would I would prefer to see in a points league especially the 2013 version of Carpenter which it sounds like he's trying to get back to um and he's had been hitting well since he returned to the lineup so yeah all all reasons to be more enthusiastic about Carpenter than 2 weeks ago
0: now if you have Carpenter in a categories league not his best format he is the 15th first baseman off the board
3: 136th overall what do you think about that I think that's fine Okay. I think he has a ton of upside there still. Like, yeah. there's still top 40 player potential.
0: Yeah, and if he's second-base eligible, then he yeah. needs to go way ahead of 136. Okay, Rick Porcello is up 14 spots. Cole Hamels is up 35 spots. They're both being taken in the top 130 picks and points around 190th overall. And Patrick Corbin and Julio Tehran are also rising. Tehran's up 42 spots. I didn't really understand why, but... Uh, Porcello. about him last week. So oh, interesting. Porcello, Hamels, Corbin, and Tehran, they're all risers right now. And they're all available, you know, after round 10. like you know, Porcello and Hamels are like round 10 in points. That's really early.
3: Yeah. Pitcher prices in non-expert head-to-head points leagues seem to be outrageous. Yeah. Uh, 42 of the top 128 players, I guess, because that's where Cole Hamels is going, are starting pitchers in head-to-head points leagues. I think that's too much, but that's that's the way it's going. So I think you could pivot away in a standard points league and load up on hitters. Um, mm. If that's the price you have to pay for Cole Hamels and Julio Tehran and Rick Porcello, then I'd rather... Just and take flyers later in the drafts.
1: And I think part of it is, I mean, we don't know how many of, how many auto picks are happening to influence this ADP. I would assume a, a lot. And starting pitchers tend to outscore hitters in our standard head to head format. Now it's done, it's, it's kind of like a quarterback thing in, in fantasy football yeah. where it's done all the way down. So it, it's not really an advantage over the position players. It's, it's just you're, you're kind of having to interpret a, each position on its own, but that's probably influencing all those starting pitchers being higher, and since they're projections-based, all the more reliable innings pitchers being higher.
0: Heath, let me ask you. Porcello, Hamels, Corbin, Tehran, are you higher on them? Are they risers for you? Forget about where you're drafting them, but just in general, should they be risers?
2: I think Hamels should be a riser simply because he's given us some reason to have a little bit of faith moving forward. Tehran, the same thing. Like, Tehran, I wasn't really all that interested in drafting. Just as recently as a month ago. And now he's snuck up into the end of the draft range for me. I don't really – like, Rick Porcello I was probably higher on than most a month ago, which is weird because I hated Rick Porcello a year and a half ago, but he hasn't done anything that's made me change where he's at.
0: Okay. Uh, Adam Eaton is still going about 150th overall, but he is a riser, and that is just criminally low in points leagues. He's the 35th outfielder off the board in points, 36th in Roto, and I kept saying Adam Eaton has top 20 upside, and honestly, it's not even a bold call now that I look back at where he finished in 2015 and 16. He was 17th in points in 2015, and Adam Eaton was 14th in points in 2016. In Roto, he was 18th in 2015, 27th in 2016. Uh, so, yeah, it's not even a bold call to say he's top 20 upside. He's done it each of his last two healthy seasons, and now he's on a better team batting leadoff.
3: Yeah, there's not that much difference between him and Christian Yalich. In terms of skill set. Like, maybe a few more home runs for Christian Yelich, but it, it's... I think there's more upside
1: for Yelich. Based on what they've shown so far in their careers, though, they have been very similar.
0: Yes. Yeah, and they go so so far apart. Uh Okay, how about fallers? How about ADP fallers here? Now, I just want to point this out. Zach Greinke is falling four spots. Not a big drop, but he is now the 13th starting pitcher off the board in points, 11th in Roto. And he's going to pitch... First turn through the rotation. So is this a, is this an overreaction? Is, is that actually make Grinke a good value?
2: Oh, know? absolutely. This yeah. is a situation where if Grinke – because I still have Grinke as a top ten starting pitcher in points. And this is a situation now where I can just wait until some of these guys that I don't like as much go. Whether this is a league where pitchers go really early in the second and third round or where they fall a little bit in the third and the fourth, I know I don't have to take Grinke quite as early.
3: Yeah.
0: Garrett Cole is down six spots. He's now um SP eighteen. I don't it Doesn't know. make any like, sense.
2: At I all. am getting more and more excited about Garrett Cole, and <laughs> people are dropping him.
0: <laughs> it's not a huge drop. It's it's not six spots in pitcher ADP. It's just six overall yeah. spots. So, oh yeah, that's
1: not much. Yeah. It, it could just be a case of others leapfrogging them. But I'm I'm with Heath that there's been no reason to be. But what we've seen from Cole this had spring, a really good spring, right? I mean, he hasn't had like Lance McCullers level spring, but yeah, he's, he's been, the strikeouts are more than one per inning and he's, he's looked pretty good.
0: Uh, spoiler alert. Lance McCullers is being drafted 124th overall in the in the NFBC drafts over the weekend. Wow, I couldn't believe that. That felt very late to me after Shohei Otani. Okay. But more CBS yeah. followers. Carlos Santana is down six spots again, not big, but in a points league. 122nd overall. This good guy value. usually finishes about eighth in points at first base and 164th overall in roto. I know that that Carlos Santana is not great in roto, but still that's really good. Yeah.
2: Great.
1: If, if I, I wrote in my, um, in the players I keep drafting column, 16 players I keep drafting. That was one that came out at the end of last week and I wrote in it. If, if I don't draft Carlos Santana in a points league, I've done something wrong because, I mean, I'm I'm willing to reach for him by a couple rounds versus that ADP to make sure I get him because I think he's like four or five rounds better than that ADP
2: in that format. I do think it makes it interesting when you're in like the second round and you're looking at one of those elite first basemen versus maybe like a Jose Ramirez or somebody like that, knowing that Matt Carpenter or Carlos Santana is going to be there in the 8th, ninth, Mm 10th, 11th round Mm -hmm. makes it more tempting to take Ramirez.
3: Yeah. Definitely. And we're probably not talking enough about the fact that he's moving into a really good park that boosts power. And, you know, we saw his power decrease last year. It wouldn't surprise me if he got back to the 2016 levels where he hit 30-plus homers.
0: One thing, though, I want to add about Santana. I've owned him two or three years in a row, I think, in points. He, he gets off to slow starts. Now, we said the same thing about Joey Votto last year, and that didn't happen. But, um, he does tend to, like, I'm looking right now, his first half OPS is 781 in his career. His second mm. half OPS is 845. So, but here's he the thing sure about that. a
1: player like Carlos Santana in a points league, even when he's not hitting well, like, some players when they're not hitting well, they're just doing nothing for you. He's, he's gonna walk still. Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to be. You, there's never a point where I've owned Carlos Santana in that format and thought I I, I got to bench this guy. He's uh, killing me. See, also, they, they, the we, average
2: temperature in Philadelphia is 10 degrees warmer than in Cleveland, so he uh, may warm up a little earlier oh, this year. Uh,
0: we, we Scott, we kind of I don't know if you remember, we kind of yelled at each other over that very was topic. It, last
1: How could anyone year. forget Wasn't it the two of us fighting? I thought it was Heath. Uh, it was uh, I think it
0: was me and Heath it versus was you. you. And oh, I,
1: when you guys team up on me, that's when I get feisty.
0: Yeah, well, at the at that time, I believe Carlos Santana was the number 15 first baseman in points leagues. Yeah, and we were saying like that's just not good enough, and you were disagreeing. So I I, I wouldn't quite say I'm never thinking about benching him, <laughs> but uh, I, mean, I won't I won't rehash this. Fifteenth, like no, 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 no. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good, Scott. All right, um, uh, hey, listen, everybody, I Pardon last night no, I had a great night of television yesterday. I watched the game. Uh, I watched billions the season premiere, which was awesome. And then, before I went to bed, doing some fantasy baseball research, watched a little CBS Sports HQ. Got my March Madness highlights and some reaction from our reporters who were on the scene. Uh, I saw some golf talk with Kyle Porter, who, by the way, is hosting our first cut podcast along with Chip Patterson. I saw uh, what else? Oh, NBA highlights. A great Blazers game last night. Uh, lots a lot of good stuff yesterday on CBS Sports HQ. All in about 20 minutes, I basically got the lay of the land of the sports world. It's sports, it's news, it's highlights, and it's terrific. And I watch it on my Roku. You can watch it on your connected device or on CBSSportsHQ.com. Download the CBS Sports app on your connected device and start watching HQ. It's just terrific. If you if you miss the sports coverage that you used to get when you were growing up, CBS Sports HQ is for you. All right, guys, let's do uh, NFBC ADP quickly. And I, I completely neglected our emailers on our last show, so I do want to sort of speed it up a little bit. But just to tell you what happened over the weekend in the NFBC drafts, Trey Turner and Nolan Arenado, they're basically tied for third. Turner slightly ahead. So it's Trout, Altuve, Turner, Arenado, and then Clayton Kershaw is fifth, which is interesting. Gary Sanchez is 19th. We usually don't see him go that early in our drafts. I don't know that we're willing to take him 19th, but – that's that happened. Um, Alex Bregman, 33rd, guys, just ahead of Josh Donaldson. So people are very high on him. I I don't feel like you guys are willing to pull the trigger on Bregman at 33rd overall.
3: No, I'm not. Uh But I there are definitely people who are.
2: I think the word we're looking for is helium. Isn't that the word we're using this year for guys whose value is getting the, the a little bit The weird thing inflated? is he
3: was, a t- he was talked about a lot more early in draft season. He was a really hot topic, and then it just kind of died away the last yeah, couple of weeks. He
1: hasn't been a,
3: a headline grabber this spring, yeah. but,
1: you know, I, I don't know why it's sour on him based on spring. But, yeah, that that's earlier than I'd go for him, too.
0: Starling Marte, 46th overall. We already talked about him. He's going after Yelich and Benintendi. Criminal. <laughs> um... Edwin Encarnacion, 59th overall. I thought that was kind of late. Criminal. Way late. Yeah. Uh, But but would you take him after or before these two guys, Anthony Rendon and Tommy Pham or Edwin Encarnacion?
1: I would definitely take Rendon the first of them. Tommy Pham I think we need to get into a little bit because there was kind of an alarming story about him this weekend, Um, and, you know, Kind of got to get into the backstory a little bit here, but he's Ooh. had vision problems throughout his career. It's why he took so long to break through. Uh, finally got diagnosed with, um, I think, a, like a misshapen cornea. I'm, I can't remember the official name for it, but got special contact lens for him. You know, it, it seemed to make a big difference. Um, but now he's, he's struggled this spring. He's been working on his mechanics but he kind of offered up well maybe it's not my mechanics maybe it's my eyesight and it doesn't sound like the cardinals are sure either way it doesn't sound like Tommy Pham himself is sure either way but if he's if he's if his eyesight is questionable enough that he's bringing it up like yeah it, it just seems like this could really spiral out of control
2: yeah i'm
3: dropping Tommy Pham in my rankings as Scott talks. And the longer he <laughs> he's, talks about this, the more I go. He's not sure. That's the thing. He's not sure if it's vision. I'm reading the article now. Quote, it's frustrating where I am right now. There's a whole lot of problems going on. He's working on mechanical issues as well. He plans on uh getting in front of the high speed camera to look at his swing mechanics. Mm-hmm. Quote, last year I had a bad spring, but I had vision related issues. We'll see. So I got like, le- he's 19 strikeouts in 17 games. This is a guy who. We're relying on for batting average. His power numbers from last year were probably a little bit inflated thanks to a really high home run to fly ball ratio. He's a huge ground ball rate guy. Um but a lot of hard contact and he runs yeah. too. Like that's the thing about Fam
1: for me is like he's one of the, like fifth round range in a roto league. You just can't find that skill set at at those levels. But he looks risky now. draft. He does look risky. I just to 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 swing it back the other way. He played in a minor league game this week and, and homered twice in seven at bats. Uh, he got back in the major league lineup, I think it was Sunday, and had two hits. So, like, it also may be nothing. Is the thing like it, it sounds like a lot a, a lot of just grabbing at explanations because people are sticking microphones in your face. And he point fam himself pointed out amid worrying about his mechanics and his eyesight. You know, last spring was the worst I ever had, and yeah, the numbers were even worse than this year's, and, and look what it led to. So I I don't know. It's it's enough I would say to for in a points league, I would now slot him behind Incarnacion for sure. I'd probably still take Fam ahead of Incarnacion and Roto.
0: Tommy Fam or Justin Upton?
3: Um I, I would still I seem go to be Pham, the only I person think. in this group that ever drafts Justin Upton. Uh so I, I'd probably go Upton. Because he's going to steal some bases, too. Yeah, I'm still going to go fan, but they are in the same round
2: for me now.
0: All right, Billy Hamilton in NFBC drafts going 77th overall, which I just— That's, I, There
2: are a lot of people that are worried that. about his playing time.
0: Yeah, I'm I brought not, that up. He's such a bad hitter. It's got to be.
3: But he never he never gets 600—has he ever had 600 play appearances in a season? And he's been worth this price before. Yeah, 77th, it, yeah. It doesn't matter. He's gonna steal those bases anyway. He's gonna come into games late and steal a base. Like he's unless he just misses two months, he's gonna steal fifty plus bases. He had five six played appearances. He had six thirty three last
2: year. He had six eleven in two thousand fourteen. Just so that's relatively low for a leadoff hitter. Uh
1: just wanna correct myself on fan. He went three for seven with one home run in the minor league game. All right,
0: uh Masahiro Tanaka and David Price are both going about 95th over, over the weekend in NFBC. Both went about 95th overall, Tanaka and Price.
3: I'd much rather have Tanaka.
2: Tanaka's a good value there, and I think like Price is fine there.
0: How about this group? Ian Happ, 105th. Miguel Sano, 107th. One of these is not like the other. Javier Baez, 108th.
1: <laughs> How
0: are people <laughs> still taking him
3: there? Yeah. I
1: definitely want Kingery more than Baez.
3: I... <laughs> Would we be surprised if Scott Kingry has the season Scott, Javi, Javi Baez had last year? Javi Baez was good last year. That's, that's closer to his ceiling than his fourth. Javi Baez was good last year. Like, we need to stop acting like it's crazy that people like Javi Baez. It might be crazy to draft him in 108th, but like, it is. That's about where he ranked last year in roto leagues. Uh,
0: well, but, but that's, but, (laughs) but on a per week basis, when you're starting someone,
3: you, that you want more? In Roto. Yeah, it does. It does though. Because you want you're you want more.
0: Once a week. Right. You want it more plate appearances. That much. It, it, it does maybe. though. Maybe, maybe there at the end of the season. Maybe, the
3: numbers are the numbers. I know maybe if that. We play
1: like you, Chris, and never change a lineup.
0: The
3: numbers are the numbers. No, no. At but you, you know
0: what? No, I'm calling. I'm calling you out on this because you're the one who's like, I'll just stream a guy and play week to week. You can do better than playing a guy who doesn't play that often.
3: You can do better than his overall season numbers. We're acting like he was Bradley Zimmer and got 300 plate appearances. The guy still got like 550. What did did he do for
0: you? He was such a a nothing player. There was never, ever, ever a point where I was like, I need to start
2: Javier Baez right now. Two two points for me. Then
3: you didn't start a good player. Oh, Javier
2: Baez is being way overdrafted at 108. Also... If Scott Kingery has a Javier Baez season this year, his season was a was a great success. Yeah, probably. But
1: you know, and and to be fair, I'm not when I say I draft Kingery ahead of Baez. It doesn't mean I draft Kingery 107. Um. <laughs> uh, I would just say I expect the playing time to be similar for the two. I expect Kingery to steal more bases than Baez. I expect Baez to hit more home runs than Kingery, but I expect Kingery to have better plate discipline than Baez. So he's kind of beating him on two of the three levels I care about most.
2: But plate discipline in a in a roto league it matters. It affects little. batting average, it affects runs scored. I like Bias at 273 each of the last two years. I, I expect him to hit a higher average than Kingery does. I I'm going to give Kingery the edge there.
0: Okay. Uh Heath, we have another contestant in the For the People League.
2: We had multiple contestants. I am proud to report that we have not lost all of our female listeners. We do still have multiple uh, female listeners and, and multiple great submissions, but I had to choose one, and we're going with Tori Johnson. Tori is short for Victoria. She gave us four different haikus, and three of them were actually good. Mm-hmm. So I'll just real quickly run through those. Seven syllables, or could it be eight? Who cares? Fifty steals are great the line of shields jr fire 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 fire
0: i lost a lost, but that is funny i like that
2: free agents galore seven mound visits no more fear the humidor Oh, outstanding yes. work by right. Tory Johnson. You will be getting – and I have had people asking me, like, when is the, the – well draft's Wednesday night. I'm going to try to send invites out tonight and set draft order so you can prep.
0: And I would like to congratulate John Peter. I am just now looking at it. He is the – he. we don't even have a tie. Out of nearly 1,400 people, John Peter stands alone with 88 points in our bracket challenge. And, John, I will be reaching out to you, and you will be in the podcast for the People League. And he still has Villanova as his champion, so it's not like – like numbers two. And three have Virginia and Arizona, so John Peter at least still has a chance to actually win the pool. Uh, Who, and that's how stuff. many points do you have, Adam? Oh my gosh, I I am embarrassed to even say
1: it. How I stopped points? checking after the second round, personally.
0: Uh, I, think I, should, I think
1: we should. I
2: think we should all look it up and see how many points we have. Um, okay,
0: let's see where we're ranking now. Th- now I saw Villanova, so I am going to beat you when Villanova beats Kansas. Uh, I have uh, 48 points. I'm in 1,128th place.
2: I have 47, so you got me beat. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heath? I am looking mine up as we speak. I have Kansas winning it all. So you still have a chance. You're in, I have
0: you're in 516th place
2: with 59, 59 points. 59 points, 516th place. Really just dominating. Chris Towers
0: with Virginia. The first one seed to lose to a 16. Way to go. Good pick.
3: Can't believe 55. that my auto-filled bracket is doing poorly. Auto-filled, dude. Of course, Dude's lame. You I are. I have watched a second of college basketball. I'm not going to spend
0: time picking. Guess who's going to win my home family, my family and friends pool? If Villanova wins on Saturday, my wife is going to win. She has watched less college basketball.
2: Then you have Chris. You don't need I to don't be know. an expert. It's
3: hard to watch less than zero.
2: Actually, <laughs> then she
0: has had more than you. I watch more than you because she watches. Yeah, the- my, my family
2: go. bracket comes down to my wife and my eight-year-old. So, and it comes down to the Vill- Villanova KU game.
0: There, yeah, exactly. All right, let me read some emails here. Kevin in Chicago, huge White Sox fan, wants to know what you think about Rodon, Giolito, and Kopech. Are they worth drafting? When should I draft Rodon, Giolito, and Kopech?
1: I'm getting pretty excited about Giolito. I moved yeah. him up a couple tiers in tiers 3.0. Um, definitely somebody I'm targeting in that like round 15 range now. Kopech is, I still think, one of the more exciting call-ups, but not a good spring, and I don't think the White Sox have any reason to rush him. So he's not he's not among my 15 stashes. Uh, and then Rodon's kind of ways away still, right?
2: He is supposed to be ready the 1st of June. He is throwing baseballs, which is positive. I, I absolutely think... Like if he's there in the last couple of rounds, he's worth a DL stash for sure.
0: And Ed wants to know how you guys deal with vetoing trades in your leagues.
1: Don't. Yep. No vetoes.
0: Disagree.
3: Okay. Rare I'll... vetoes. <laughs> Rare <laughs> vetoes. Like I, I we've we've said it before. If you veto a trade, you need to be ready to have a discussion about kicking the people who made that trade out of your league. Um, because you're, you're, that's, that's
1: you're suggesting they're not acting true. in good faith, and why would you want those guys around? Or they're just completely incompetent.
0: Yeah, like, a, a rare veto, I would say, but I'm
3: not gonna say no
0: vetoes, but.
3: I, just no vetoes, and instead, ejections. I don't know about that. I... Well no, like, yeah, if you have to veto a trade, then you have to have a discussion now, as a league um... about whether those people should still be in the league. Make this rule. Once a team is eliminated from the playoffs, that
0: team can no longer trade, unless it's a keeper league.
3: But I will say commissioner vetoes are better than this, like, let's have the league vote on it crap. That's dumb. And I don't no league that either. should ever operate that way. I know it's <laughs> I like a default a stupid... in free. <laughs> well, no, because yeah, people, no, are, people right. are looking out for their own interests. Right, Two trade... teams
1: just made themselves better? Okay, no, yeah, we don't like, want
3: Trades them. should only be vetoed if it's bad for the league as a whole, not for yeah. individual teams. Yeah. Uh, I have a question from somebody who didn't put their name in the email. Uh, Which
0: top 20 players do you feel like will fall out of, are the most likely to fall out of that top 20 territory and go the way of Donaldson or Miggy in terms of
3: 2019 ADP? Uh, Any of the four starting pitchers. Um, Uh, Judge? Yeah. I think I have to say Votto just because of the age. Sure. We're talking about Cabrera. Cabrera hadn't really shown any signs of decline until he did.
1: Harper because of the injury history. Maybe you could say Stanton because of the injury history. Trey Turner because he's less proven, and maybe he'll run less with a new manager. We but did, these are all like...
3: Is Charlie Blackman a free agent at the end of the year? Oh, yeah, he might be. I think Because so. I'm not drafting that dude as a top 20 player if he's not in course.
0: Okay, next up is from Brent. Would you rather have Madison Bumgarner or Jake Arietta?
2: I actually have him back-to-back. Uh, so who's the answer? I don't remember. I just remember that I have him (laughs) back to back. (laughs) I'd rather draft Arietta than I like Arietta.
1: Like, so, he's on my bust list, but. I've been
2: the low guy on Arietta all preseason. Um, but I do have him one spot ahead of Mad Bum now.
0: And Dave in Michigan says, raisins are great. Quesadillas are not a sandwich. Die Hard is most certainly a Christmas movie.
3: Uh, you are two for three, Dave. Two for three. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but we have another email that, oh, by the way. You left it out of the news and notes, but it's in the Constitution now. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that hot dogs are sandwiches.
0: Really? It's, it's in, the in the Constitution. Constitution. They add things to the Constitution. That is how it <laughs> works.
3: Legal precedent has been set. I see. In the case of the people versus Oscar Mayer, <laughs> uh, hot dogs are officially sandwiches. The Notorious RGB has confirmed.
0: We are out of here. Thank you for listening. Back tomorrow with some fun stuff. I I guess. And we'll <laughs> talk to you then. Bye.
2: Fun stuff.